Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly men, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex, joined by a special guest today who hasn't been on the pod in forever. Big Drew. What up, Big Drew? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Proud to be taking Zach's uh, part today. Big shoes to fill, but I'll do my best. Uh, yeah, Zach just had a kid, so he is he is on an indefinite leave right now. We'll yeah, see. he's out. Retired. I was, career. I was like, can you do uh, Monday middays? Like, are you crazy? I'm like, all right, well, we'll, we'll move on from out of, without him for a while. Uh, we are doing this, Drew, on a Monday, July 24th, which every podcast we've done this summer, we have to like preface with that because as soon as we post something, some major trade goes down and some major signing. But for the most part, free agency has slowed down. So today we're going to do a mailbag of questions that people have written in. Most of the questions I just wrote myself, so nobody wrote them in. But <laughs> should we just jump in with the well, what's okay, going on? Up, man. Yeah, it's getting nasty. All right, first question from myself. The Knicks seem destined to overpay for Kyrie Irving. Haven't we seen this before with Mello and Marbury? Don't we know how this ends? Hint, not well for the Knicks. You go first. Or, like, yeah. what's, what the hell is wrong with Kyrie Irving? Like, what is going on with Kyrie? What is your take on all this? Um, I think, so, first of all, Kyrie is the only person I like on the Cavs. He seems like an individual, doesn't, doesn't join the group think of, like, all the LeBron teams. Everybody just follows LeBron around. Um, if you remember, there was an interview, like, three years ago when LeBron first came back. And an announcer, like, asked Kyrie, like, do you think of LeBron as a father figure? And, like, a typical young player would be like, yeah, he showed me the ropes. And Kyrie was like, hell no, I got my own dad. So he's, like, never sort of, like, fully, fully bought into the LeBron hoopla. Um, So I think, one, he wants a chance to be a star. And, two, I think he sees the writing on the wall that it's going to be a nightmare when LeBron leaves in a year. And does he want to be left with, like, the broken pieces of the Cavs in his hands and LeBron's out LA, you know, living the dream life. So I think he's actually really smart in sort of getting ahead of the disaster that's coming in Cleveland. So I think it's actually a pretty uh, smart career move to say, like, I want out now instead of waiting for LeBron to make his move and uh, for him to be left with his, his pants down. Well, isn't it he wants, like, what he's saying is he wants to be the man, but if LeBron's going to leave, he's going to be the man. So why does he have to leave to be the man? Or is it just because Cleveland will have no assets? Yeah, and be capped out with be like a hot mess of a situation, and obviously they're not going to be better once LeBron leaves. So he'll be the man on a team that is inevitably going to be worse. But if he leaves and goes somewhere else, if they're worse, they're not measuring it against the Cavs team from the year before, you know. So it's sort of like he gets to go be the man, and he gets to do it in a place where he's not getting measured directly to a LeBron team. Does that makes sense. Well, it, that does make sense. It's seemingly unprecedented for a player of his age to ask for a trade from a constant contender, even with, like, couldn't he wait a year to do this? Why does he have to so, do it now? Well, I think he's smart. So I think, one, his trade value is really high now because he has two years left on his contract. And I think he sees the writing on the wall. Is there a contender to make the finals? But this team can't beat the Warriors. And they've done no. nothing to improve. The Warriors have arguably gotten a little better. So basically, if you're Kyrie, you're like, okay, we're going to run it back. We're sort of the same. I'm still not the alpha on this team. We're going to lose in the finals again. Then LeBron leaves, and then I'm sitting here with a shitty team, and now I'm the alpha. It's like, let me just get the hell out of here. I'm really young. Let me go start to kind of create my own legacy. I already won the championship that I needed to win here, so I sort of have that weight off my shoulders. And now I can just go beat me somewhere and be the alpha. All right, well, you bring up a lot of good points. Let's go back to the question then is are the Knicks, if the Knicks give up, like, two first-round picks and Mello, or Mello, like, what I've read a lot of is Mello, Nilakina, and a first-round pick, and it goes to, like, you know, a three-team trade with Phoenix, and Bledsoe goes to Cleveland, and Nilakina goes to Phoenix, 
And then Tyson Chandler. There's a lot of other moving pieces. But the Knicks are yeah, giving up. You, is that a good trade for the Knicks? No, your question was, doesn't it seem like Kyrie's destined to go to the Knicks? And doesn't this turn out bad? And I think the answer is yes to all of the above. Um, I think he will eventually be a Nick, and I think the Knicks will continue to stink. Um, They're going to suck. Dude, Ky- yeah, have fun with that. Kyrie's 25. They traded for Mello and Marbury when they were both 26 in their respective trades when they both got them. Kyrie's an ISO player who doesn't get his teammates involved. He doesn't play any defense. Isn't that Mello? He's a, like a eight year, seven say, year younger Mello. Are we sure Kyrie's not just like a slightly better Marbury who happened to play with LeBron for a little while? Because like LeBron gets to hide all of Kyrie's sort of shortcomings and that he's horrible on defense and all that. Um, but when he's on a team where you don't have the best player in the league who's sort of hiding all your deficiencies, like what are you? You're, well, you're a better Marbury? Cleveland has always sucked when LeBron's not on the court. Like before they got. Before LeBron went back, Cleveland was terrible. But I, I mean, in Kyrie's defense, he was like 20 and 21. Yeah. So he's he, also been horrible when LeBron's not on the court. Last year. Like, like even when yeah. he sits down, like their plus minus, it goes down through the uh, – gets crushed when he's out of the game. Well, what about devil's advocate? Kyrie's 25, Przingis is 21. Isn't that like a nucleus that you could build a winner around? Or is it just – Kyrie's so bad at defense, and they don't seemingly fit together at all. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the latter there. And it's just, like, also, like, the stench of the modern Knicks. It's just, like, I always lean negative, and I'm constantly rooting against you. So I just sort of <laughs> – I think that would not be good. Well, if they could keep Neil Aquina, I actually think Neil Aquina and, I, and Kyrie make sense in the backcourt because Kyrie's super – Neil Aquina's super defensive. So you have this long defensive point guard – who's seemingly going to move the ball around. I know he's young to go with Kyrie who could go and get buckets and then Przingis. And then I think you have something, but if it takes Neil Aquina and one or two first round picks, I'm out. And if they could do it with Melo and like some of their veterans and some like a pick, I'm in on that. But I just, I think the Knicks are going to overpay and then they're going to suck. And then they're not going to have any draft picks and they're totally capped out. They just gave Tim Hardaway a ton of money. Yeah, that was very bizarre. Would Phil Jackson do this trade? That's the question. No. I know he's gone. No, because he doesn't fit into the triangle. He's not a, he's a, not a pass-first guard. I mean, Neil Aquina is a smaller version of Mello, or he is Marbury, however you want to I look mean, at it. How many times has somebody has a team like not traded a super young rookie or asset because they sort of overvalue him and he doesn't turn into what you hope he does? I just, I mean... I think nine times out of ten, if you can trade for the more established star, you sort of get rid of your huge prospects because, like, nine out of ten times, that prospect does not turn into the actual Anthony Davis or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you take, I think you, I think you ship the French point guard out. You know, the first opportunity you have, I think you keep Kyrie. I mean, listen, Kyrie and uh, Porzingis is a nice nucleus. I don't think it's good enough to win anything, and I don't think they will. Well, win it would be, it would be like two thirds of the way there. Or half the way there. The problem is... I, mean, I guess it depends what Porzingis becomes. But, I mean, that's a fun little team. It's more fun than what you have now. It's more fun, but the idea, the, like, what I would like is if they didn't sign Tim Hardaway and they do this trade and then they, like, kind of find their way to, into cap space and then maybe free agents would be like, oh, I could go to New York. Kyrie's yeah. there. Porzingis is turning into a star. I'm in on all that. But... They're capped out for the next two or three summers because of the Hardaway deal and the Noah deal and Courtney Lee. and. Can you explain to me the Hardaway deal, like why they feel like that was a good, a good move? So I think Tim Hardaway in a vacuum, he's 25. In the last 30 games of the season, he averaged like 18 points a game. He improved a ton in Atlanta because they actually, actually develop young talent, unlike New York. They had to literally trade him away for him to get better. If the value was like fifty million, I would really like the signing because he's yeah. entering his prime. He really started to come out of his shell late in the season and was offensively he was great. And assuming you move Mello, then he's like Przingis's second option. I mean, the Knicks are gonna suck, but they have all their first round picks. If they don't do this Kyrie trade and they move Mello, you know, Przingis is twenty one, Nielakin is eighteen. They could like play the long play and have Hardaway like be the second option for the next few years and hope he develops into the contract. Unfortunately, 
He's overpaid like by five million a season. And I get he was restricted, but like seventy one million, it's just a bad contract that he'll never he'll never be able to live up to. But in a vacuum, I don't hate Tim Hardaway and I don't hate him on the Knicks, even though he doesn't play defense. With Melo gone let him walk the first time or did you trade him? We traded him on draft night for in a three way trade with Atlanta and the Wizards, and we got Jerry and Grant, and the Wizards got Oubre, and Atlanta got Hardaway. And Where's then we Jerry and Grant now. And then we used Jerry and Grant with Robin Lopez to get Derrick Rose, who we just let walk in free agency and gave all that money to Tim Hardaway. Hell yeah! It makes no sense. So I don't, I don't. It's not going to work out. But you know, if Melo goes and Rose goes, they need someone else to score the ball besides Porzingis. I don't hate it. I just he's overpaid. I mean, what do you do? You, do you want them to try and make it work with Melo? Like, are you still a Melo guy? Do you think he still has value? Or no, I'm a Melo guy. I don't, he he's not good enough to carry a team anymore. Uh, I used to think he was good enough that if you built the perfect team around him, he was good enough to win a championship. Yeah. Now I think he has to be like the second or third option. But I think if he went to, you know, that Bill Simmons today said OKC is interested in him. I think in Houston, if he like goes to Houston, he turns into like Olympic mellow, stretch four mellow. He could yeah. be great. Like if he just falls into a West Coast team that already have two stars and he's their third star, it won't put him past Golden State, but it will make him the second best team in the West. Or the, you know, like if Portland got him, it'd be one of the four or five best teams in the West. But it, he doesn't fit into what the Knicks are doing. Like the yeah. Knicks are trying to get young. They need to hand the offense over to Przingis and see if he could be that guy. I mean, Przingis is going to be a star, but can he be a superstar? Build around him. They have their draft picks and just suck for a while and get a lot of young talent. Or they could trade all that away and get Kyrie and then just suck and have nothing to show for it and then flounder like the Knicks always do. My, I like it. That sounds like a good plan. My last two things. I know we've talked about this forever. I have two really quick points. One, it was just rumored on ESPN that Boston is interested in Kyrie. Do you have any as a Boston fan? Wait. Uh, I love Kyrie as a person. I actually don't love his game. Um, I think we'd be better off not mortgaging the farm for him. Like, well, we'd probably have to give up, like, Isaiah and a pick or something. Isaiah, one of those um, picks, and, like, Jay Crowder or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, I, yeah, Kyrie is inc- – he is a super star heat check guy. But I don't think he can be the best player on the championship team. I like no, what I believe that. Doing. I believe that he can. Um, I agree with you there. So I just I don't I don't know if that makes us better in the long term. That might make us like slightly better next year, but I still don't think a title contender. And then I don't know if that makes us better in the long term. So I would I would I would legitimately rather get Carmelo than I would Kyrie for this extent. Is that crazy? I would I would love that. As a Knicks fan, I would love that. You have so many like a pick and like one and a Rosier. I would do it for that right there. Uh, uh, Danny, no. Last thing, uh, it also just came out. Stephen A. Smith this morning on ESPN said Kyrie's camp is livid because they think LeBron leaked the news. Which is probably insane, but it's just so ridiculous that I thought it was funny. Alright. Speaking of LeBron, next question. Where is LeBron going to play in 2018? Um, so I, if I was LeBron, and I know that I want to leave Cleveland in a year, and I want to go West Coast, like everybody's saying, he wants to build his media empire. Like I saw on ESPN today that said he will not waive his no-trade yeah. clause. Yeah. I think he should waive his no-trade clause, let the Cavs trade him for a King's Ransom, and that way he gets to leave without being the villain. Because if he leaves again next year and they don't win another championship and he leaves the team in shambles, they're going to burn his jersey again and he's going to be a villain again. If he cares about his legacy and if he's really playing chess and not checkers, um, then maybe he did leak the Kyrie thing because then Kyrie goes first and now they have to scramble and be in rebuild mode and he can get traded. So if I'm LeBron, I'm trying to get traded now. So I'm not the villain. I still get to go West Coast. And it's sort of win-win-win for everybody. You help the Cavs rebuild. Nobody's too butthurt. That being said, I think he's on the West Coast. I mean, it's like everything is pointing towards Lakers or Clippers. So um, it sounds like that's what he's going to do. Well, he's going to rally his boys, you know? I, I love waving the no-trade clause. 
because I do think if he knows he's leaving, which everyone thinks he's leaving, and this has to be coming from somewhere, and he's like so laissez-faire this offseason about how he doesn't care. He like doesn't care what Cleveland does, and he's... I know, he literally went from GM to just, just completely like, checked out. He's like, oh, Kyrie wants out. I trust management to handle it, even though we barely just hired our GM and we've been completely dysfunctional, but I'm cool with that. I love that if he waves his no-trade clause to go to L.A., although I don't know who would trade for him. I mean, everyone would, but I don't know what you, like, why would the Lakers trade for him if they think they could sign him in a year? I don't I know. Mean, I, I just think it's a way to get him now, so that makes them relevant now, right? Um so instead of stinking this year, all of a sudden they're good. Um, I think having LeBron on your team as a GM also makes you more of a destination. So For sure. Like, yeah, you give up some of the young um, talent. But I mean, if like I would, if I'm the Lakers, I would trade everybody but Ball and try and keep Ingram. But if they demand to have Ingram, like you could trade. Who's even on their team? I mean, they could do Clarkson and uh, the uh, Randall. That's been like. Does Randall have any value anymore? Is he stink? I think he's good. I like Randall. He's not like a star. I don't think he'll ever be an all star, but he's going to be a good player. He's going to be like yeah, a trade 15 M, and 8. Trade Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., trade like the Luel Dang expiring contract. I mean, trade Ingram too, and then you still have Ball, you have Brooke Lopez. Like, that's a really good team. What, what if. Right he, now. I wouldn't touch Ingram. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I wouldn't give them up. Well, I think, obviously they don't want to, but if it's like that's what you have to do to get LeBron. I think like, Ingram's going to be tight. Did you watch him in Summer League for like the one yeah, game that he played? He was sick. Yeah, he's a bad boy. Dropped like 24 points in yeah. no time. Uh, what if the Celtics offered Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and like the Clippers pick and another pick? Not the Brooklyn pick, but another like the Clippers pick and the Memphis pick. Two firsts for, for LeBron. I, I, I literally hate LeBron. I mean, he doesn't want to come to Boston. He hates Boston. I would get you to the finals. You'll be at the finals question, like, maybe dog. this we year. Ain't, we ain't about that LeBron life. My only thing for the Lakers, everyone's saying they're going to sign there. If they win 25 games next year, like, they're going to be terrible next year. I don't think – one, I don't think they're going to be terrible. I think it's a tough West. But they have – I mean, they have Corey Brewer, Brooke Lopez – they have some NBA talent, and then it's just you add LeBron, and you're instantly one of the four best teams in the league, just like period. I'm in on Lonzo, but we'll see. All right, let's move on. Enough LeBron. I'm like already tired of talking about LeBron. Okay. Our LA fans want to know, despite the Clippers and the Jazz losing their best players, do you think either of the teams will be in the playoff next year? I would like to go first on this one, if you don't mind. Knock it out the park, bro. All right. I think the Clippers might be better than they were last year. Um, and I know they got little Chris Paul. They brought in Gallinari. You know I love Gallinari back from Nick days. They brought in Beverly and Lou Williams. And I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Milo Teodosic should probably be the worst defendant, defensive point guard in the league, but is going to be on SportsCenter every night for like two to three ridiculous passes that everyone will love playing with them. They have Harrell. They got Decker. They won 51 games last year. I think they could win over 50 again this year. Like, I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the West. Not Maybe not the top four seed, but I think they could be the fifth seed again. Am I crazy? Um, I think so. I was going to more or less say the opposite. I was going to say I think the Jazz will make the playoffs. Um, I, I, the Clippers are a good, like, 2K12, like, like, video game team. But, unfortunately, in the real world, there's injuries. And everybody on that team is... <laughs> Injury uh, prone. Well, yeah, if Gallo, and, Gallo, and Blake are the two most fragile forwards. Yeah, they're the two bad. best players, and like, so their margin for error is zero on that team. And who, who are their good guards? You talking about Austin Rivers? Austin Rivers is a bum. I hate Austin Rivers, but Beverly's tight. I love Beverly. Beverly is not. Beverly's like a little pit bull when everybody else around you is good. But this is a guard-driven league, and they have horrible guards. I, yeah, I they, think the Clippers are going to be really bad. They run the offense through Blake, and then they got the, I mean, the Euro he's dude. Saying, like, he's going to be a point four. He's like not that tight. His jumper's whack. <laughs> he's not, he's not that pretty tight. tight. He's, I like Blake. but I hate him. The I hate injury his po- I hate his swag. Yeah, he's my least favorite. The injury concern is legit, like because they're all made of glass. So I get that. 
I think they're deeper, and they actually have a bench this year. They have, like, a good bench, which they didn't have last year. So, I like that. So, it's an eight playoff team. So, we'll say Warriors, Rockets, Spurs, Thunder. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota will probably make it. And then it's Clippers, Utah, Denver, Pelicans, Portland, Grizzlies. And so, I mean, I don't know how how those teams are – the bottom of the West is going to be wild because, like, Boogie and Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis and Denver. Ooh, Denver's going to make it with Paul Millsap. They're gonna Millsap, Denver's going to be tight. I think Denver's in. They'll probably be, like, the seventh seed. They might. Denver might be better than the Clippers. I like Utah. I think Utah's, I think, Utah's going to be tight. I think Portland's better than the Clippers. I don't know about and that. My, eight, my final eight are Warriors, Rockets, Spurs, Thunder, Minnesota, Denver, Utah, Portland. You can you can put that in the book, my friend. I, I, you like already lost me. I like Denver. I like the Clippers though. Uh, all right, let's move on. Next question, and this is kind of bridging from the Utah. Which players impressed you the most from NBA Summer League? Am I supposed to say somebody on Utah? No, I was going to say so. <laughs> I was supposed to say it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I was about to bring him up in the last question, but I thought I'd bring him up in this question. Donovan Mitchell, who the Knicks passed on, who I think is going to maybe be the steal of the draft in a loaded draft. But he averaged – I mean, it's summer league. I know it doesn't matter. He averaged 28 a game. Who cares? Six steals is impressive. I don't care. I know it's sloppy. I mean, summer league basketball. Did you watch any summer league? I watched a lot of Celtics and I watched a little bit of the Lakers. So I was my answer was going to be Tatum because he's a taller, swaggier, more athletic Pierce who's going to be unbelievable. He's the future. I think he's a beast. Tatum, I've, Tatum's one of the names I wrote down too. Aren't you a little? I feel like his shot selection is insane. He's like constantly I, taking these like turnaround. He like shoots the. It's like a mellow shot selection, like backing guys yeah. down, drop well, away. I think fade it's away. one thing when you're like the third pick in the draft and you're in summer league and you're playing with a bunch of bums, like you're gonna sort of be a little more inclined to do that. When it's like the real deal and Hayward and Isaiah Thomas are out there, I think you're gonna see a lot less of that. But I do think he just shows he just has like a natural knack for scoring. Yes. Which, like you know, some people have that, some don't. We're like, you know, I have that. That's why I drop buckets to the banana clips. Um, and so real recognize real and Tatum is a scorer um, big fan bright future yeah I think he's going to be awesome for you guys this year it's just like a gun off the bench he's going to come in and have games where he goes off for like 20 and then you have IT and Hayward and everyone else my other name besides Mitchell who I think Mitchell is going to be awesome and Utah is one of the reasons why I think Utah will still be good even though he only had one game I really like Jalen Brown like, the first game where Brown and Tatum went completely off, yeah. I was like, this is frightening because they complement yeah. each other so freaking well. It's like one's a defensive slasher, the other's like a wing score athlete. I don't know. It's it's crazy that they have these two top three picks just coming off the bench. To yeah, like, I mean, they're like, they, they are like, they're the prototypes of what like the NBA is right now where you can switch every position, you can sort of do everything. Um, so, yeah, you know, big big fan of both of them, and I think they're both sort of like where the NBA is heading, and they're going to both have super bright futures. Did, did you see Jalen Brown organized a 20-and-under party for all the rookies that couldn't go out drinking because everybody's like 19 and 20 in Summer League? Come on. So he went to Top Golf with, like, Tatum and, like, Fultz. I don't know if Fultz was there, but it was, like, basically every big-name guy who was drafted this year and some of the guys from last year that aren't 21 yet, and they're all in Vegas, and they can't go out. I love that. So Jalen Brown's like, I'm going to take care of all these guys and threw a party at uh, Topgolf Vegas. And, like, everybody was there, and it was like, no, I mean, it supposedly there's no alcohol, and it was just, like, sober fun for, like, 20-year-olds. I, I kind of I love that. That's the type of leadership I'm looking for. I know. I love that. Jalen Brown scored major points, even though he only really had one big game. He, he, like, skyrocketed up my list of players I like in the league. Yeah, and he he also told the Celtics he was going to Summer League. So most guys who sort of have, like, he showed that he is a legitimate NBA player in the playoffs and had some moments, and then he told the Celtics, I'm going to Summer League. They didn't ask him. They didn't say, hey, do you think you should play? A lot of guys in his shoes would not have gone back. 
Um, so I think it shows that he wants to be great, and he's like a, a natural born leader. So yeah, if he points. if he ever learns to shoot, he could be filthy. Yeah, and it's not, it's not like he has like a broken mechanics or anything. I think his jumper is going to be fine. Um, I just think when you're like that good and that athletic at such a young age, you don't like sort of like you don't have to learn to be a great shooter. But if you're also that athletic and sort of smooth, I think it's like pretty easy for them to learn. No, the guys I mean, whose like mechanics are totally broken, like Lonzo Ball, that I worry about. I mean, Brown's only twenty, so yeah, he's a beast. We're and- gonna be really. We're going to be good next year, and we're going to be good in 2020, and we're going to be good in 2025. We're in good shape. Yeah, Celtics are in the best shape in the league, easily. Uh, John Wall, next question from our D.C. listeners. John Wall just signed a Supermax deal, keeping him in D.C. through roughly 2022. Are the Wizards good enough to make the NBA Finals and actually compete? You're the Celtics fan. Let me go first, because you're biased. You're too biased. Let me go first, because you're going to say no, because you're a Celtics fan. You're, you're a Knicks fan. Yeah, but my team sucks, so it doesn't matter. It's not like the, the Wizards are not blocking the Knicks' path to like anything. The Knicks are blocking their own selves from doing anything competent. I think the Wizards, first of all, good for the Wizards for re-signing Wall, because like, the storyline of the last three weeks Basically, they offered Wall the extension, and he hadn't signed it. And everyone's like, uh, why isn't he signing this? They're like, what is this going to turn into? They locked up Otto. They've got Otto, Beal, and Wall, and not really enough money to do anything else. And they're tied into those three. So besides the obvious of, like, they need Otto to get better and Beal continue to progress, they have no freaking bench. I like Markeith, but they really don't have any competent bigs. And Boston is a juggernaut which I know you're probably going to go there anyway. Cleveland's about to implode, so they have to wait out a year. I think they're the third best team in the East this year, and maybe they'll be like that team that battles with Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row, three years in a row, or maybe not even until the Bucks get good. But I, they like have to package Otto, or they have to like just tr- put all their chips in and trade for another guy. I don't know how they do it, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean you know me well. My answer is absolutely not. They're not a not a title contender, but I also don't know what they were supposed to do. Like, there's, I mean, there's no, they did like the right thing. That they are what they are. They're not going to win a championship, but they're competitive. I mean, I I hate John Wall's game. That's it's, crazy. How do you not like John Wall's game? I think he's like the he's like the freshman or sophomore like 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 prodigy in high school who's like so fast and so athletic and he just goes up and down and in the fast break he's great. But when the game slows down, he's not great. And I was at that playoff game where he hit the three against the Celtics to win the game and jumped up on the scorer's table. And I like I legitimately think he was more surprised than the fans that he hit that shot. Like he does not have a good jumper. He does not have a good half court game. He doesn't seem like the best teammate. Um, no, that I is, think he's a good teammate. And I like that you like I he's definitely obviously better in the full court than the half court, but that's why they got Beal. Then Beal takes over in the half court. But Beal can't create his own shot, right? So Beal needs something to create a shot for him, and he's a knockdown shooter. And then John Wall, he's not really a like an ISO scorer. He's not great in the half. He's good against bad teams. He's like he goes hard to the rim. Ball was like, like a superstar counts, in the so playoffs. Everything I'm saying is in the playoffs <laughs> when you're playing a good team, right? And you're playing a good, smart defensive team. It's like, what does he do in the half court? And you know, in these playoffs, he started to take bad shots, and he hit that lucky three. I mean, obviously, he's really good. That's how he signs for 180 million dollars. I'm not saying he like actually stinks, but is he a top 15 player in the NBA? I don't think so. And he's certainly not like good enough to be the best player on like a championship squad. Um, so yeah, no. Quick answer is absolutely not. They're, they are not a title contender, and I'm not a fan. I'm just like a little offended that you just. Took a big dump all over John Wall. Can we yeah, talk? Not a fan. In the playoffs this last summer, he had twenty. He averaged twenty-seven points a game. Shot almost fifty percent from the field. Like, what else do you want from him? Ten what, assists can, a game. Can you pull up his fourth quarter stats in games that matter? No, I have no idea how to do it. We got tired. They have no bench, and that's what's holding him back. Their bench sucks. Like. 
I was like, well, maybe like let's see how they stack up with the Celtics. And I looked because I don't even care about Cleveland because they're blowing up. And the like Celtics, we already talked about Brown and Crowder, and they got Hayward now, and they got IT, and they got Horford, and they traded for. What did you think about the Bradley Morris trade? Um, I mean, I'm a huge Avery Bradley fan. Uh, I think he's a knockdown, lockdown defender, and I, I mean, I was definitely a little sad to see him go. And I, I think this is this is the shitty Morris twin, right? That we got. <laughs> yeah. Or, you didn't get Markeith. They're both good. He's just not as good as Markeith. Um, so I understand why they did it because of the three sort of options. He was the one that was most likely to leave at the end of the season. So it's like instead of letting him leave for nothing, um, because he is an unrestricted free agent, is going to be looking for $20 million a year. So he was more or less as good as gone at the end of the year. Um, I understand getting something for him. Um, Morris, I don't totally understand how he fits in. I mean, we have Tatum, we have Jalen, we have Hayward. Crowder. We have Crowder. It's like all these guys sort of play the same position. Um, you don't really have a four. He's like your power forward. Yeah, I mean, Horford's our four. He was playing four last year behind uh, Amir. Amir's um, gone, though. Yeah, Amir's gone. Plus, plus, you have a million draft picks coming up, too. So you could also, your team's loaded now. Sorry, I just like cut you off on Morris. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just I, I Danny Ainge's whole thing is he's like all about collecting assets, and you know he wasn't going to let Bradley leave for nothing. So I mean, I was not a fan of the trade as like a fan because I like Bradley, and I think he was like probably our second best player last year, maybe third. Um, but you know, I think we had to do it. Isn't he on a really good contract, Marcus Morris? Yeah, he makes ten million over the next two seasons. Bargain. Yeah, so he is good con, good contract in his prime. And the Wizards, can I just read you names? I'm on ESPN right now. Can I just read you names on the Wizards roster that aren't their starting five? And we know their starting five of Morris and Gortat and then Beal out of wall. Can I just read you guys they have coming off the bench? And this is why they suck. They don't suck, but this is why they can't compete. Tim Frazier, Sheldon Mack, Mahim Nee making a crap load of money. McCullum, some guy I've never heard of. Jody Meeks, who's been hurt all like the last two seasons, but they just gave him a bunch of money to be their guard off the bench. Some guy, two, three names I've never heard of in my life. Devin Robinson, I've never heard of. Sadoransky was okay last year. Mike Scott, Jason Smith. Their bench is horrendous still. Yeah, it's not good. I hate Jason Smith. He's actually my least favorite NBA player. Have you seen him play? He kind of reminds me of my role from the Banana Clips. Kind of like that undersized four, even <laughs> though he's seven foot. But, like, isn't, Jay, isn't, aren't, isn't Jason Smith a little bit me from Banana Clips? Like, just yeah, set, that. setting screens, just picking pops, never rolling Energy. to the rim. Just picking yeah. pop and just catch and shoot, and run the fast bake and get layups. Great locker room guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, handsome. Yeah. I like I like Jason Smith. Um. Yeah, but the Wizards, the bench is just hor- like horrendous, and now they have no money. Really so the, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do is with Gortad and Mahimni and Morris, and if they get upgrade, and they'll probably trade their first-round pick again for some, like, bench guy that's not worth it. All right, can we move on? Yeah. And the John Wall, I disagree with almost everything you said about John Wall, especially that he's not, like, a good teammate. He's, like, a beacon in the community. All he does is good stuff in the D.C. area. Nobody's talking about community. I'm talking about on the court. He's a nightmare. You said he was a bad he's teammate. Always, he's always bitching at me. Listen, I, I, I'm here. I go to the game. This isn't, you know, this isn't something you read on the ESPN website or on the Bill Simmons podcast. This is just me being there. He's always bitching at somebody. He, you know, he thinks he's one of the best players in the NBA when he's not, which is a bad trait. He hopped on the scores table after hitting the game winner. He's just whack. He's a, he's a fan. He I'm, is I'm one of the better totally players in the league. It. I think he is top 15. And he's yelling at his teammates because he's throwing the ball to Sheldon Mack and Jason Smith and expecting them to make something happen. Where Isaiah oh. Thomas dumps it off to, like, Jay Crowder or, like, oh, here's Jason Tatum. He was the third pick in the draft. Or who's coming in now? Oh, Jalen Brown. He was the third pick two years ago. I'm just saying. All right. We've been talking to him. No, 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 no. We're doing top 100. Top uh, 15 players. I want to prove that he's not one of the best. Okay. Durant, LeBron, Curry. I mean, not in particular order, but just Anthony Davis. 
Uh, Kawhi. Kawhi, thank you, Jesus. Harden. Harden. Uh, Paul George. Uh, Westbrook. I would say Paul George. Westbrook. I would say I would say Kyle Lowry. No. I would say what? Westbrook. <laughs> Lowry's out. Lowry's out. That's I'm not giving you that one. I would say Paul Millsap. I would say no. Jimmy Butler. I would say Butler. I would say let's see some more. I would do well, Boogie. I would say Al Horford. No. No. These are guys. I would not Clay, take Lowry, Horford, I, or Millsap over one. I would say Clay. I would say Clay Thompson. Uh, I'll give you Clay just because Draymond. I would say Draymond. I would Wait, say is it crazy? Willard. I would take. I would think I would rather have Wall than Clay Thompson. Is that crazy? Yes, you're wrong. I would say Marc Gasol, Lillard. Lillard, I'll give you Lillard. I'm not I would giving say you Gasol. Carl Anthony Towns, I would take over John. Yeah, I'll take Kevin. I mean, I'm at like, am I at 30? Am I at 40? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, Kyrie, 13, 14. I'm giving Wall. you Clay. Wall. Hmm. Wall plays defense. Is Gordon Hayward better than John Wall? No. Giving you Clay and giving you Lillard, because I think you could make the argument that Wall's better than Lillard. Did you write down Jimmy Butler? Yeah. I'm put Wall comes in at 15 on your list. I would put him above Clay Lillard. I don't Did know about Draymond. Blake Griffin is Blake Griffin. No, Blake's not in. I didn't give you. I can't believe you said Lowry, Millsap, Horford. Who are we forgetting? I don't know. I think that's it. I love Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry is a bad boy. Brzingis is Brzingis in the top 25 next year? Honestly, I, I would take Brzingis over Wall if I was building a franchise. Hell yeah, son! Now you're playing to my now you're playing to my heartstrings right there. We, I don't even think we said Chris Paul. Is Chris Paul better than Wall? Oof. I don't know, man. Paul's never even been. And Paul's been to what? The Western Conference Finals once? Has he ever man, been? Where's John Wall been? I don't know. He's only 26. I'd take Wall over Paul. Uh, who else is left? There's no one on the East. DeRozan? I would take Wall. Yeah, no, DeRozan. Jokic. I'd still take Maybe. Wall. I'd still take Wall. All right, can we, let's move on. Wall's yeah, top 15. Bad, bad Wall, Wall, that's bad radio right there. All right, next question. Are the Timberwolves going to win over 45 games this season? Sign Jeff Absolutely Teague. Absolutely, yes. Okay. I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be a top four seed in the West. Jimmy Butler is a junkyard dog. Teague's a beast. Wiggins will take a leap. Carl Anthony Towns is a bad boy. Um, I think they're in really good shape. I wish, and this is another question I wrote, like most of these. I wish I made it 50 games. Can we change it to 50 games? Because I'm taking under I, on 50. I think I agree. I think they're over 45. If I had to bet my life, I was going to bet that they were going to win 52 games. So I'm going to take the over on 50. Bet you're betting your life. I don't like them as a top four seed. I think they're like a five seed. They don't have enough shooting. 52. I mean, they're still an awesome team. They're going to like steamroll the East and steamroll most of the West. Teague could shoot a little, but Wiggins can't. Are, they're in the Kyrie sweepstakes, too. Would you do Wiggins and, like, a filler and maybe a pick for Kyrie? Then they have Kyrie, and let's say they keep Teague. They can't trade Teague anyway. They just signed him. Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, Carl Anthony Towns, Jamal Crawford, Gorgie Dang. I would not do that. I would keep Wiggins. I still think Wiggins has a lot of room for growth, and he has the potential to be a much, much better defender than Kyrie does. I think we know what Kyrie is. I don't think his offensive game is going to get much better. I mean, his offensive game is, is almost as good as anyone in the league. It's filthy, but he is so one-dimensional. Like, Wiggins has a Wiggins is pretty one-dimensional, too. He, like, just... Who? Wiggins is pretty one-dimensional, too. No, but Wiggins can be a really good defender. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to get in that butt and make him a good defender. There's no way he's not. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I'm worried about the Timberwolves shooting. I don't know how they're gonna stretch Teague's the court enough. Really um, Teague could shoot. Jimmy Butler's a great shooter. Jimmy Butler is an okay shooter. Jamal Randy Crawford's Rush a heat check okay guy. Shooter. Uh, I like. Baz Muhammad's a good shooter. He still hasn't signed. I like their the guy from Serbia or whatever. Bajika. Have you seen him Literally, play? His 
number is 88. I know. That's what I like about him. He's number 88. I'm like, who the hell picks 88? What a psycho. Yeah. Love that. It must be an Eastern European thing. I don't know. I like him under 50. Probably will be unpopular, but everyone takes over on the 50. We'll see what their yeah. over-under is for next year. Should I, can I look real quick to see what their over-under is? is uh, there- sure. Do you have anything you want to say? You want to plug uh, Timber Pizza real quick while I look this up? Not really. All right. I own Timber Pizza. It's mad tight. Come through. I mean, you, you sponsored us on our last podcast. Alex was in town a couple weeks ago and didn't come through. Didn't come through. Petworth is convenient, but not when you're in Alexandria the whole weekend. Uh, I spent a lot of time in uh, southeast of Zach's house. Yeah, that's true. I want the world to know that Alex chose Zach over me for one weekend. It hurt. He's about to have a kid. I'm never going to see him again. I'm about to have some kids too, dog. <laughs> All right, I can't figure this out. I keep messing up. You're making me laugh. Let's move on. You're not, you're not about to have a kid. <laughs> Uh, all right. Is the Chris Paul James Harden thing going to work out in Houston? You go first. No. No. I. Well, okay. I think yes. So you go first on tell me why it won't work. I think it, I think Chris has proven that he's really hard to play with, and you know his teammates never like him. And I think Harden did not like Dwight sort of challenging his alpha. And I think both of those guys are so used to having the ball in their hands so much um, that I don't totally see them making each other better um i think they'll be good i think they're gonna be a playoff team but like i think working out means them like challenging the warriors and i just don't think this puts them anywhere close to that let's like forget the warriors for a second because i don't think anyone's good enough to compete with the warriors so are they i think they could be good enough to be the second best team in the west especially if they get mellow i think mellow for them would be tight i know they're all ball stoppers and they're all shooters but if they could get mellow and then, like, Paul could get mellow to, like, play his Euro style or more catch and shoot and running the court and spreading the court, I think it can work because they have basically two of the top three point guards in the league. I mean, that's a debatable statement, but, like, two of the top five point guards in the league at all times. They're always going to have an awesome player on the court. They're never going to – if they stagger their minutes – you're never going to lose a beat. Like, even when, like, they're going to just run trains through team second unit. When you have, like, Chris Paul out there, like, dishing to Eric Gordon or whoever. Their bench sucks now. Their bench is awful. But I think Capella just running pick and rolls, and then, like, Harden goes and then kicks it to a shooter, and if not, they swing it to Chris Paul, and then he does a pick and roll. Like, how are they not going to get an awesome shot in D'Antoni's offense every single time down the court? For the entire game. Uh, I mean, I think you're underestimating the egos of these guys, and I think uh, it's going to be really hard for them not – like, both of those guys are literally used to dominating the ball, and I think it's just going to – I think there's going to be an adjustment period, and I think they're not going to really challenge anything. I don't think they're going to be much better than they were last year. Yeah, I'm terrified – about the last two minutes of the game for them, or the last four minutes. I don't know what that looks yeah. like. For the duration of the game, I think it's great, and I think they'll cruise to, like, 55 wins. Um, yeah, no, they'll be a good regular season. I mean, all, all of this, like, does it work out? I'm sort of, like, thinking, does this make them a title contender? And I think not really. All right. We need to speed this up a little bit, Drew. I didn't realize we've been going for 45 minutes, and we've done, like, half our questions. So we'll do – Yeah, i got to go in, like, 15 minutes, so. All right, there you go. <laughs> Uh, is there any remaining free agents that could help a contender out right now? You want me to reel uh, off the names? Do you have a, I have a list in front of I you. think, I mean, what, it's like Derrick Rose and Rondo and... Uh, Rondo signed with the Pelicans. Oh, that's tight. I know. They might sneak in, too, to the West. That's super tight. I love that. Um, I think Derrick Rose could be an asset on the right team. I mean, is he? could he be what sort of... Jamal Crawford and Luke Williams are. I think he could be like a six-man-of-the-year candidate heat check guy, which is really important. Do I think he can be your starting point guard on a really team? Really no, team? no. no. But, I know um, that. I know the answer to that question. It's no. Yeah. I love him off the bench. Well, no, I don't love him, but I think he could be good off the bench. What about Tony Allen? Does he have anything left? Oof. Uh, no. I'm just going to say the answer to this question the, the answer to this question is no. There's no remain there's a bunch of good restricted guys that are all going to stay with their current team. Like Nerland's Noel 
Jamichael Green, Miritich, all those guys are still out there, but they're all restricted, Plumley, but they're all going back to their team, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, next question. Are you buying Paul George talk when he says he hasn't even thought about next offseason and all the Lakers talk is overblown? I mean, obviously he's thought about next season. I do think there's a chance he stays. Everybody's saying it's a done, done deal. But if everything clicks there and this town embraces him and him and Westbrook get along really well and they're killing it, I do think there is a major chance that he stays there. Um, so, I mean, I don't think he's a total lunatic, so I think he has thought about next summer. But I do think there's a legitimate chance he stays. What do you think? I mean, this goes back to my LeBron point, And your, your argument for LeBron was when you go there, you're a top-four team, which I won't argue. But if OKC wins, like, 57 games and is, like, competing for the Western Conference Finals or makes it to the Western Conference Finals and the Lakers win 23 games and it's like, well, you could come here or 20, 30 games. You think they're going to be better. Let's say the Lakers go 31 and 51. He's, he's going to, like, I want to be in L.A., so I'm going to leave the Western Conference Final Thunder to go play with the Lakers. I don't think that's going to happen, especially if Westbrook yeah. resigns. So I, if I'm – you know, good for OKC going out and getting them. Also, rumor, I think we might have already said this, Bill Simmons tweeted out today that OKC has and Mello are circling each other, whatever that means. It sounds like but a like, sexual... What in the world could they trade for him? What, what assets do they have? It'd be like Cantor, who could expire next year, and Dougie McDermott. I mean, you have to think the Knicks can get more than that. And a first-round pick. No, as a Knicks fan, I hate it. I I think the argument is it's expiring contracts because people think Cantor might opt out. And, like, Cantor doesn't even fit into our team. Willie Herman Gomez, like, is the next Cantor. They don't – I don't get it. And, yeah, I hate it. I hope he doesn't go to OKC. I want him to go – I don't know what I want the Knicks to do. I can't – like, I'm – just thinking about mellow trade scenarios has me hyperventilating because every time I get online – Mellow's rumored to another team, and it's some like horrible return to the Knicks, and it just gives yeah. me heartburn. Uh, are you next question? Are you worried about the Spurs? They rec- uh, they basically I am not. they brought in Rudy Gay, and they signed re brought back Powell, Patty Mills, and Ginobili. I can't believe Ginobili came back. I mean, he was good in the playoffs. I, I he was tight. I'm I'm not betting against the Spurs. Like they've proven that the infrastructure there is really really strong that they get the most out of their guys i think if they're not going to trade lamarcus like i i i just think pop's too good and infrastructure there is too strong that they're gonna figure it out with him and sort of find a way for him to be better and is Kawhi the number one pick if you're drafting to build a franchise for the yes. next 10 years like i, I, I would i would take Kawhi one um, oh well maybe i so, take carl anthony towns um but i think he i like and they were up 20 against the warriors and then he busted his ankle. Like we we all forget that. So my if I'm a betting man, I still think they're the the two seeds. Um, two seeds until until not the, until they prove that they're not like one of the best teams in the league. I'm I'm betting with them forever. They won 61 games last year, and they basically I think they only lost Deadman, Dwayne Deadman, and they brought in Rudy Gay. Ooh, I, I think, think Corey Rudy- Joseph left. Or that was years ago. No. <laughs> yeah, Corey Joseph left in 2013. <laughs> I hope they can recover. They lost somebody else, but I, yeah, it's nobody good. I kind of like Rudy Gay. Isn't he? A, I think that's a great find. Isn't guy. he a killer yeah. though? Like, doesn't he like? And a, and a killer? I mean, like he kills teams' chances of winning meaningful games. No, come on. All right, he's kind. I yeah, I was like ready to talk him out of it, but after we've talked about the Rockets more, who is there? Yeah, I like the Spurs. It's I'm a, a two New seed. England Patriots fan, so I like. I am a huge fan. Yes. I am a huge believer in like infrastructure and the system and how valuable and like a, a legendary coach can be. And the Spurs have all of that, and they have been good year in and year out for 15 years. So, um, because the Rockets got Chris Paul, I'm now betting against the Spurs. Like, not nah, a. I mean, I agree with that. I just threw up in my mouth, and we're moving on. I can't listen to you talk about Patriots stuff. Um, You'll. Now that every top 15 player in the league is playing in the West besides LeBron, who is your dark horse to make the All-Star team in the East next season? Just for reference, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and Paul Millsap have left, opening three spots, and Kyrie and Mello are on the trade block and could end up in the West, especially Mello. Um, so Gordon Hayward will be an All-Star. Um, oh, yeah, Hayward's dark one. Dark horse. 
I've got two. Let me go first. What do you think? Okay. One is Przingis. This is the year. Przingis is taking the leap this yeah. year. Melo's gone or going to be gone. He's going to be putting okay. up jumpers. I follow him on Snapchat and Instagram, and he posts a video of himself like working out ferociously every day. It's insane. Like he like no days off, and he's going to blow up. I think. I think this is the year he averages like twenty two points a game, and like two blocks and like ten rebounds and makes All Star team. Okay. I have one other one, but do you have any? Hayward was go your two. I got I got a couple ideas. I said one. I got all right. I got my other one is either I'll go with Miles Turner. I was also going to say maybe Dark Horse. Dark Horse is Oladipo. Someone's got to shoot on the Pacers, right? Now that George is gone. Uh, Oladipo's not going to be. <laughs> I thought Oladipo. Everyone hated the trade. Everyone hates Oladipo, so he just comes back and averages like twenty-two points a game and shoots at like thirty times a game. If I was Old Depot, that's what I'd do. I would just chuck. Okay. Okay, I got a, I got a couple dark horses. One, Otto Porter. He just signed a huge contract. I think there's a chance they have three all-stars since the rest of their team is so bad. And that, I could see him averaging close to 20 points. That's great. There's a chance. Beal's got to make it over him first, though. Beal wasn't even in the all-star game last year. Has Beal never been an all-star? Yeah. Jesus. And then I think another option, just because the position is so thin, is Dwight Howard in Charlotte. I could see him having a good first half of the season and being uh, the center on the All-Star team, which is disgusting. But I think there's a chance. And maybe Dennis Schroeder. Cause he would Honestly, I just wanted to ask a question where I could bring up Przingis. So that was my Przingis question. You the man. All right, we got two or three more real quick. It's July 8th. 2018, a week into free agency next year. Is Isaiah Thomas wearing a Celtics jersey? Yes, 100%. He, can you tell me how much he's making this season? Trivia question? Uh, it's less than $10 million. Isn't it like $5 million? $6 million. And he has been quoted <laughs> saying they better bring out the yeah, Brinks trunk or whatever, the, whatever it yeah, is, yeah, Brinks yeah, truck. Yeah. I think he is... Such a fan favorite. He means so much to the city. I think he is the the heart of that team, um, and I I just think he meshes well with Brad Stevens. And I know that Danny Ainge is all about assets and always turning sort of, you know, he's like basically trying to be a mini Belichick. And everybody's like, "What well, would would Belichick sign Isaiah?" And I think the answer is no to that. Yeah, but I do absolutely. Think- Belichick would let Isaiah go. He's twenty eight. Um, he's five nine, and he can't play defense. And he's going to want a max contract. A max. We're going to figure it out. I don't know if he's going to get a max, but he's. we're going to figure it out. He's going to get paid, and he's going to be our starting point guard for the next couple of years. And then when he gets a little older, he's going to be a lightning rod off the bench. He's going to be a, the great – he's going to be sixth man of the year. You're he's telling me the – from MVP the, candidate to sixth man of the year. That's, the, that's his future. You're telling me that when the Bulls, the dysfunctional-ass Bulls come in and offer like $170 million or $150 million, and like the Celtics have like 120 on the table, he's going to keep it? The, I think he takes the 120, chases championships, and chases endorsement deal. That's a, a good guy. That's a homer pick. I'm, I'm very on the fence, but I also just want to see the Celtics fans struggle a little bit because all they know is success. Uh, I'm going to skip. I had a question about next year's free agency class. It's just super loaded. Can I just read you the names that are going to be free agents next year? Yeah. It's not even a question. Now, this is like player options. There's a lot of like, but these is potentially everyone who could be a free agent next year. LeBron, Durant, Westbrook, Paul George, Boogie. We just talked about Isaiah Thomas. Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Melo. Joel Embiid will be restricted. That will be super interesting. Wiggins. Bradley, Avery Bradley, Levine, Aldridge, and Aaron Gordon. And I'm like leaving names off. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's heavy, man. Next year. Next there's, like, there's like a championship contender with those That guys. team right there is like if you just put yeah. those guys together, that's the best team in the league. Well, I mean LeBron, Durant, Westbrook. Yeah. I mean that's like of our list of top 15 players we just came up with, that's one. Two, three, four, five, six. Six of the top 15 players in the league. Probably another four or five in the top 25. 
That's wild. Anyway, next summer, stay tuned. My last question. Is Philly a playoff team next year? We did it for the West. Can we do it for the East, like the sorry, sad-ass West? Can we rank the Eastern Conference teams? Okay, so as long as LeBron's there, the Cavs, obviously. Cavs, I have Boston the one. Celtics. Cavs, Wizards three. Wizards, Raptors will be there again. I like the Bucks. Bucks will be there for sure. And this is where there's a chasm, because that's where Indiana was. Falls and, off, yeah. Um, who was also there last year? The Bulls were in the playoffs last year. Do we think the Heat sort of continue yes. their second half Heat streak and are are good and make the playoffs? I mean, just out of teams in the like, yes. I mean, the Heat were really good in the second half. I think the Heat will be in there. The Heat's the Hawks. Then, the Hawks blew it up, and they're gonna be they're gonna be shitty. No, the Hawks are gonna be horrible. I mean, the Hawks will be horrible. Pacers will be horrible. I mean, I guess Charlotte could get in there, but they... I, I like horrible. Charlotte. I mean, I think Charlotte's going to suck, but they're going to go like 38 and like 45 or whatever, 44, and make the playoffs. Detroit will be horrible again. Detroit had a horrible offseason. They just have done nothing. They're capped out, and they suck, and nobody on that team likes to play with each other. I would hate to be a Pistons fan. I mean, I guess... The- Sixers can make, I mean, the Knicks won't do it. The Knicks are going to suck. I, Knicks, Knicks like, is so suck. incomplete. Orlando sucks. Brooklyn sucks. Although Jeremy Lin said they're a playoff team. That's crazy. So, I mean, it sort of looks Pacers? like the Hornets and 76ers will be battling for that eighth spot. Maybe the Pacers? I think it's going to be the Pacers. No, I think the Pacers, come on. Hornets Stop are better than both of them. Hornets are in at seven. The Hornets are in at seven. And then we have Miami in, and that leaves teams that are not in are the Pacers, the Bulls, the Pistons. The Pistons will compete for it because they have a bunch of NBA guys. And then Philly. No, nah, I just looked at Philly's roster. They're not making anything. Everybody's too young and too shitty. <laughs> it's too young and too shitty. I also don't think Embiid could get stay healthy. So, whatever. No, Embiid's not going to – no, this is crazy. No, they're not making anything. I was going to ask you a question about the drive-by dunk challenge, but when I asked you about it on the phone earlier this morning, you didn't know what it was, so I'm not going to ask 31 you. years old now. I'm not that hip, you know? I mean, it's all over Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you're in, you know, you're in school with the kids, man. I'm, just, I'm out here making pizza. I'm not saying it's hip as you. No, you know what I did yesterday? When I went shopping with my wife, and she was getting makeup, and she's like, you know, go make yourself useful. So I went mm-hmm. to the iTunes store. And I just walked around the store finding every iPhone and iPad I could and download, subscribe to the podcast and then gave myself like a five-star review. And now we have like 15, 15 reviews for the podcast. That's my dog. That's my dog. Um, uh, I don't know. That's it, Drew. That's all I got. I'm out of questions. Do you have any questions? No. Nah, just how are you, man? How's your surfing? Is life good? Life's great. I'm leaving uh, for Africa in two days. So no to our listeners. Uh, podcast hiatus. So what's probably going to happen is Kyrie's going to get traded, Melo's going to get traded, and I'm going to be out of the country till mid-August. So you won't hear from me or any of us until mid-August, and then after that we'll see. Starting a new job. Believe it or not, podcasting does not pay the bills. So lots of change going on, but podcasting will will continue to be uh, a, a constant. We'll have to get you on more, Big Drew. I can't. I'm here. I'm available on Monday. You know, it's, it's squeezing me in between your surfing and dog walking and rec basketball and travel schedule. You know, you're the busy one. I'm here. Hey, do you want to announce your like hot new pim- timber news, or is it like too early? No, 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 no. Low key, low key. Maybe next time. Next time. Next time we have you on. We have lots of stuff coming from Timber Pizza. I won't say anything, but lots World of stuff. World takeover. And uh, shout out to Jordan, uh, Zach's boy. Zach's old boy. I forgot his last name. It's not Rosen. It's the other one. But shout out uh-huh. to... Yeah, she, the baby... It's a, apparently, there's a new thing that the babies take the the wife's name. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no comment while we're... <laughs> yeah, while I know. Drink carefully. <laughs> I told Katie, don't get any ideas, though. I need to continue the Gollum name. All right. We should probably end it. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to Two Idiots Talking Sports. Feel free to uh, subscribe and uh, write us a review like I do at Apple Stores. And 
Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter at the number two underscore idiots talking. Really rolls off your tongue. Big Drew, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Hey, I love you, dog. Thanks for having me on. Right. Love you too, love big you. man. We out. Peace. Peace. Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Ooh, you can't get them out of your mind. No, they talk about the sports all the time. Recording. Mic check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. You go. Yo, mic check. How's your dick? Is it big <laughs> or is it little? Or is it somewhere in the middle? All right, stop.